This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the fastest and easiest way to make a podcast. But more on that later. For now, let's get right into today's podcast. Quick reminder before we get into today's episode of the podcast, I want to remind every single one of you to go to our podcast page on Instagram at Listen to This Why You Shit. Go over to our Twitter page at Listen and Shit. Give us a follow on both accounts. We post clips three times a week on both accounts. And if you have the time and if you are an iOS user, iPhone, iPad, MacBook, whatever you got, I need you to go over to the Apple Podcast app, leave a rating review. Uh, whether you hate the podcast or you love the podcast, doesn't matter. Reviews help the podcast, get recommended to more people. And since you're already on your phone or your MacBook or your tablet or your iPad, whatever the fuck you're using, uh, go over to YouTube. Just hop, skip over to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our channel at Listen to This Why You Shit. Uh, hit the bell icon to get notified whenever I drop a new video. Um, I'm poor and I want to make money off this shit. And subscribing will really help a lot. Just all you got to do is subscribe. Come on, say it with me. Subscribe. No, I know. It's weird. But, like, I know you're in your car right now, so it's fine. Subscribe. Matter of fact, I know you're on a bus right now and you're not trying to look crazy. I get it. Come on, just mouth it with me. You ready? One, two, three. Subscribe. Oh, yeah. You know my body? That's a bomb on you, niggas. Sometimes I just be like, name another pod that could do it like I do it. You can't. Uh, okay, let's get it. Yeah. Hey. Number one potty, I'm still number one. 50 so eps, I gotta get them done. Okay. Gotta get it done. I'm number one, like Rev Run. You in the bathtub typing messages. You is a, I can't say that word no more. They gonna cancel me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What you got? Oh, they yeah. might cancel me. Kind of like David Bowie. Make a chick say that she owe me. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm like, Nas, that you know me. Young Esco, I get on the mic and rip it. Yes, yo, I'm trying to keep Ooh. it PG like Fresh Prince. Yeah. I do it. Hey. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to get. I was trying to get that PG. So I see you. But I mean, I mean, this is the listen to this white shit podcast, the home of Potty oh. Mouse, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to white shit, the fastest growing podcast in history of podcasts. Not Google that. That is a fact, though. Who you gonna believe, nigga? Me or Google their mind and get that right now? You, you people, I just do that in there. Come on, dog. Like I'm really nah, good that, at this. Yeah, nah, you, that was tough. <laughs> yeah, me believe. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah just bad definitely. conversational. But um, today I'm here. Adrian Sullivan, your name, correct? Yes. Okay. That, that is I. Um, I met Adrian on Instagram. Um, I did the interview with JP Drenell, mm-hmm. and JP was like, yo, you should interview my man. I was like, all right. What'd he do? He was like, everything. I was like, well, that's a, a bold statement to make. So I was like, all right, let's talk to him. Let's see what, let, let's, let's see what he's about. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so first, JP is definitely right. I do everything, and I'm the person that thinks they can do everything, mm-hmm. and- I'm usually right, okay. whatever whatever it is. But I guess to put me under a title, under a word, I call yeah. myself, you know, a mogul in the making, mm. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, right now, as far as the main things that I got going on, mm-hmm. I would say I just launched my own media brand. Okay. So what it is, is mass media. Me and my brothers is doing, it's called RSI. That uh-huh. stands for Rock Stars Incorporated. Okay. Uh, pretty much, you know, we need black-owned media. We need black voices. Um, and... What we do is we represent athletes, artists, entertainers, professionals, and just making them have a bigger platform 
and pretty much within the next couple of weeks, I'm doing all this talking, but Instagram, Twitter, whatever yeah. social media you could think of, Facebook, yeah, we're gonna be out there, and you're gonna really see what we about. So, so what's the mission statement of the of the company? Like, what is the goal? Yeah, so the goal is to inspire the masses with our stories as black men. Mm. So, what we're aiming to do is a lot of times you hear you know sob stories because being black in America, there's yeah. a lot of literally like as we speak. Yeah, a lot every, of shit happening in the world. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot going on, like. Unless you haven't been outside, I don't think I even need to go in there. But it's deep yeah, out here. Right. So we need to also have the narrative of it's not all sad stories. Right. I'm a boss. My brothers is bosses. Mm. And to even go into that, I played football at Temple University. Yeah. Um, a couple years back, uh, two of my closest friends now in the NFL. Mm. So we got, you know, the sports on deck. I got people in my corner like Jornell that's yeah. about to blow with his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then my boy DJ Vic B, shout out Vic B, one of the best DJs in the city. When you think about people like um, DJ Flagerian or DJ Caution, uh-huh. DJ, you know, active, obviously, those a little bit higher up, but he's about to be next. Right. So, and these are people that's in my circle. Mm. Um, so making sure that we put out those stories and let people know it's, it's a lot of winning going on in the black community, mm. too, and it's a lot of young bosses being able to make their, their statement. Mm. And what we call ourselves is the rock stars. Mm. So you hear about the rock star lifestyle, but we changed it a little bit. Rock star with a W. So it's rock star. And what the star stands for, S-T-A-W, is stay true and win. Ooh. And that's that's what we about. You got an acronym inside an acronym? That's We got fly. an acronym inside an acronym. Yeah. That's swag. Now I fuck with that. Yeah, so we we about to do it really, like, major. Yeah. I can't. It's hard to tell people to give them, like, contemporaries of who I view myself as. But if you could imagine someone like a Biggs, a Russell Simmons, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think who else. Some some of Kanye. I'm not Kanye yeah. doing a little bit too much sometimes. But if you could think about those personalities mm-hmm. that we've seen over the years in hip-hop, mm-hmm. me, just That's claiming that as... No, nah, I get it. You got taking it. You got to when when you when you when you shoot for the stars, you got to claim that shit. You can't mm-hmm. you can't half step. If you half step, you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. So you got to put it out there. Like, nah, this is what I want. It says, "Pray to the stars." Is what his hoodie says. The camera can't yeah. see. It. That's what it oh, says. Oh yeah, today. the camera can't see it. But this is my brand too, and we we have merch that goes along with it. Okay. So, in that same breath, oh, I forget. How could I forget about Dame Dash when we talking about bosses? But because yeah. he's got, a little crazy. Yeah, nah. I tried to. I'm very particular with my brand. Even yeah. when we started freestyling in the beginning, one, I'm not a rapper. And two, I'm not trying to, you know. I'm a retired rapper. I'm a podcaster now. That's my swag. Hey, yo, it's working for Joe Button. Yeah, I still Joe Button. Whole swag. It's all good. And you're doing it much earlier. Like, you oh, figured out this yeah. route much earlier. I feel like I feel like the thing about rapping is, like, we see hip hop have a, 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 a longer lifespan today. But as far as being a rapper, historically, you got, like, six years max of, like, max. being peak. But now, like, you see rappers rapping 40 years old, but only the goats are rapping at 40. Most guys, like, to be real, most guys get two years of, like, you, 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 you fucking rich and famous. But podcasters can do this for a decade plus. Mm-hmm. Like, I see, like, if I started at 22, by the time I'm 32, I'd just be reading my stride. Like, I'd just have 2,000 episodes like Joe Rogan. Like, I'd just be reaching to where, like, the point where this shit is, like, a lifestyle. This is what I do every day, all day. This is my living. So I think that when it comes to, like, being a mogul, like, I understand that. We have the same vision of, like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to start early. You can't tell me what the fuck I'm going to do because it's what I want to do. I'm going to be my exactly. own boss. I'm not going to work for anybody no more. 
Exactly. That's the way to do it. And you got to realize school is, people say that school is a scam. Well, school is what you make it, right? Yeah. I'm college educated, graduated. That's cool. But you got to realize I spent four years in that institution. Mm-hmm. So now I have to monetize the time that I spent there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who, you know, might be high school dropouts, think about Kaim, the college dropout. Mm-hmm. You get into the world where, it's a capitalist society. Yeah. So you being able to go to school and learn information that you might just have to, you know, regurgitate or you're trying to process, mm. you're not doing anything with it right away. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing with that information? So the big thing that I tell people is, like, strive to be a boss. Don't just go to school just to work for somebody. There's 168 hours in a week, right? Mm. Most people Real are Real quick matches then. <laughs> most people I appreciate that most people are set up to work for 40 hours of the week yeah like last time I checked Jeff Bezos Bill Gates they're making money 168 hours a week and then I'm just quick math right yeah <laughs> you add it up and you're like wow so yeah. we're being bamboozled yeah like if you're not I, I watched uh, 50 Cent say something the other week if you're not making money while you're sleeping you're not really making money your money has to work for you so that's what I'm about I'm not gonna give too many gems away as much as I can, but yeah, people need to. I feel like I know. I feel like up. drop the fucking gyms. I feel like honestly, like giving the gyms away is, is I I give gym aways all the time. Like like my podcast is growing slowly, but like the more the more have grown, the more other podcasters have seen it and they give me like, yo, bro, how you do this? How you do that? Help me with this. Help me with that. I'm always willing to help and give you everything I know because like if you ever blow up, I'm a part of your story now. Exactly. You got to You got to give me my flowers. Like I'm forever a part of your story, mm-hmm. and I feel like. If I'm helping you on the way up, you're going to help me on my way up. So I'm like, if I can give you this one jewel, this one gem for you to take with you, like, mm-hmm. give it. Like, even, like, I tell podcasts all the time, like, get a video done. Like, we right now, I'm recording this shit on an iPhone. I have six iPhones in my house. I always take an iPhone out the house. That's a lot of iPhones. Bro, I, I buy Apple products. I'm like five years sure I bought a new iPhone. So I just keep them. I got a whole bunch of them now. But every time I leave the house, I bring an iPhone with me because I never know what I'm going to need to record. You never know. And, like, the iPhone camera is good enough where, like, you can record anything. Yes. So I'm like, I take it with me everywhere. Like, young content creators got to be able to create content on the fly. Like, content mm-hmm. is given to you on a daily basis. It's up to you to decide if that's actually something and that you want. Content is king, too. Content is king, for sure. It's ki- like, the more you have, people are like, uh, nah, what Lil Wayne say on uh, Star Trek, clips, ammo. Yo. You, you need it. I fucking love you. Because that's something I say all the fucking time. You, you need you it. You got to walk in the studio with clips, ammo. Yeah, a lot of people is like... They have all these legendary moments, mm-hmm. and it's, this is literally turned into a Drake love fest, so I apologize. But he said <laughs> on his first John, I can't live and hold a camera. Somebody got to like, yeah. take this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to have the camera rolling yeah. like as much as you can because there's all these great moments that people really could gain value from, right? Yeah. When people interact on social media, it's just – our way to what release our dopamine. We're like, you're scrolling and you're uh-huh. liking things and you're getting information. And yeah, we're bombarded with information right now. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what people are looking for is value. And there's value in everyday life and everyday stories. And the way to capitalize on that is just to put as much, you know, good content out as you can. But a lot of times, like, there is power in volume too. There's also, you know, people say quality over quantity. But right now, we're in an age of, it's quantity. Give, give. Right, quantity. right now, yeah, you gotta give a lot. Like I talked to JP, uh, uh, a mutual friend of ours, and I, like, do JP send you songs every fucking week, or is just are you, are you oh, in a friend group that he yeah, sends y'all so to? I would, <laughs> yeah, not nah, for sure. And Jane, bro, there's, 
there's so much music that Jay keeps on making music. I'm like, bro, we have like a classic. If you take vignettes of different, it's so this much. Is, music, this is yeah. what we. I'm, I'm gonna give it away. This is what we're doing for Jornel. We're okay. gonna take bits and pieces and different things. Certain things are like interlude, interludes. You remember he had the "I'm so sorry, I'm so selfish." I love that song. That went crazy. Yeah, it's like a thirty. When I tell you, he has like ten of those that are like great. He has like a, like a stadium anthem. He just doesn't know it yet. Is it uh uh who really trying to get this fucking money? Is it that one? The crazy thing is I haven't even heard that yeah, one. Yeah, and I'm someone who like helps him go through his music. <laughs> I love that one. Like it's so many songs he sent me on like a daily basis. I'm like, bro, you have you like JP records maybe two, three times a week. And mm-hmm. every time he records because I was two, three songs. I'm like, bro, if you would just commit to releasing a song a week, an EP a month, by the end of the month, by I mean by the by the by the end of each year, you will have enough catalog out there where people go through, like, yo, there's so much music out here. And I hear Russ talk about this. Russ did this shit a few mm-hmm. years ago. He released one song a week for a whole year. I said, I promise you I said that. You I said promise you I said to him Because yeah. we did the model where we looked from, like, 2015 to 2020 mm-hmm. of what Russ's music has done stream-wise yeah. from just being consistent. Mm. And it's... It's crazy. The money he makes on streams is, is ridiculous. When nobody's making money on streaming... Russ is making money on streaming. Like, you get pointeenth of a cent for every stream, mm-hmm. and Russ is somehow bringing in $100,000 a month. Think about how much streaming he's doing a month, if that's the case. But he has so much music out, and exactly. it's on so many different platforms. Mm-hmm. Think about how many, like, if you got what, Distro Kid, right? Right. How many different streams you can get. What do we have? Google Play, right? You got Amazon Music. Spotify, Spotify, Tidal, Apple. Apple Music, SoundCloud, SoundCloud Go. I'm not sure what the monetize. I think I think SoundCloud Go is the monetize one. Okay, yeah. but got the Deezer. I don't know what that is, but Deezer, I see it. <laughs> what's the, the the social network movie where they talk about Mark so, Matt Napster? Yeah, Matt. <laughs> yo, Napster still exists. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways, and somebody's still using that. Somebody's definitely using Napster. Some 30 year old that's stuck in his past is using Napster still. Yeah, yeah. So it's. What I'm trying to say is, is everybody needs to monetize. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's so much. There's too many, too many ways out. And Russ is one of the people that found the cheat code for that. Yeah, but get your money. I feel like I feel like everybody should be copying people. Like I, everybody should like like if something works, you should copy. Like I like uh, this comedian Andrew Schultz, and uh-huh. I've copied everything he does. Like he did this thing where he put out a stand up clip once a week every year, and he stole that from uh, Russ. And I'm like, I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. What I do is every time I do a podcast. I put out three clips a week. Eventually, one of these clips is going to blow up, and I post it on my YouTube. My YouTube has 100 subs now. I've, I started it literally this month. I'm like, bro, if I keep growing the way I'm growing, I'll be monetized eventually. It just takes time. Like, you got to put the shots up. If you never put the shots up, you're never going to make a shot. Exactly. I like everybody has to find their niche and how you can monetize. If you don't, then what's the point of making art? What's the point of being in this business if you never want to be monetized? Because you're time. So people need to realize we have a finite amount of time in mm-hmm. our lives. Like you have to make the time that you breathe in the air worth it. Yeah. Because like I said, we live in a capitalist society, mm-hmm. but a lot of times people aren't stopping work until like 67 or 68 right now. Mm-hmm. And then what social security going bankrupt and stuff yeah. like the name of the game is not work until you have to get to retirement age and then count. And then also we're living longer. So you yeah. might stop working at 68, but you live to 80, 90. 80, 90, or 100. Can you imagine, like, who has bread that worked a 9 to 5 
from the time they were like 24 to 68, even if you had a great 401k, which most people probably don't, mm-hmm. and matches, all this type of like the business stuff, from 68 to 100, now I have to live 32 years of my life when I don't even have my probably my mental cognition mm-hmm. capacity to try. Bro, this is a scam. If you're young, you need to find a way to have your money, you know, save you. People are talking about, yeah, I'm going to save my money, but your money needs to save you at the yeah. end of the day. So whatever you can, if you're listening to this, whatever you can do to have that happen for you as quickly as possible, do it. I promise you nothing is going to be worth the, you know, amount of time, effort, energy that it takes for you to sustain yourself. Like at the, right now, stop what you're doing and just <laughs> run a bag up for real. You know who I like? Like, I look up to, in a sense, I look up to daily vloggers because they do what you talk about. Like, they realize that every day you have this finite amount of time to make money and they record every minute of it and be like, okay, I'm going to take this 24 hours, edit this down. Somebody like David Dobrik, who makes millions of dollars off, off his vlogs, edit it down to like three minutes and be like, okay, I, I made this vlog today. Then I'm going to put it out. I'm going to monetize my lifestyle. Like, I make money of what I, of what I would have usually did today. All I did was just pull a camera out. That's all I did differently was say, I'm going to record this moment instead of just letting it be in a moment, which is fucked up. But if you are a creator, like, right. you, you, like you, I say it all the time. We are, we are hoes. We are, we are selling ourselves <laughs> to people. No, real shit, though. It's nah, fucked up. Like, nah, it's true. It's, it's true. fucked up. Like, like, OnlyFans wasn't created for sex workers. It was created for the creator. It was like a Patreon. It was a, it was a subscription-based model mm-hmm. for people who could, like, sell you the services direct to you. It's right. fucking di- what's the, what's the term direct to consumer. There you go. That's gotcha. exactly what I'm working for. Exactly that, but but sex workers took it over. They monetized their lifestyle. That's all it is about. I think it's a I think it's a an admirable thing. That's the word. <laughs> now you got it. Yeah, bro. Come on, speech impediment, high school dropout. I'm still out here body and shit, <laughs> bro. Uh, and there's also you say give gems away, so we're gonna give gems. Go drop one. So this is gonna be a gem within a gem. The first gem is read, mm. like read, y'all. You have any the- reading suggestions? That's what I was going to get to next, and we're actually talking about it. One of the best books you can read as far as just how to be efficient with your time, how to be consistent, is called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Mm. And what it talks about is, so I'll give you an example. So say, just for argument's sake, Mm -hmm. you stopped eating one, you were trying to lose weight, right? And you stopped eating like one donut every day that was like worth it was only like 100 calories a day, right? Uh-huh. If you just cut out eating that one donut from doing that every day over the course of, you know, the whole year, you would be saving thousands upon thousands of calories. And you probably could, like, right there drop, like, around 15 pounds just from cutting out a donut out of your diet because uh-huh. the compound effect, this is the same thing with, like, compound interest, but it refers to the efforts that you do that keep on stacking up on each other. You, so, for instance, right, you got that video content that's going out every every day if you are constantly vlogging. You might get three vignettes from that, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the year now, you have, like, around 1,100, a little bit more video clips. Mm-hmm. That's how much content you have if you just do three a day. You know what I mean? That's, that's simple. M- maybe a little bit less than that, but no, pretty much is like – just stack content. So if y'all can read or just get some of the principles from it and know how to apply the compound effect to your life, mm. it's like little by little adds up. So just to go back to the weight thing. Yeah. Like 
if you're trying to lose weight, right? It's like 3,500 calories in a pound. So if you are in a 500-pound deficit every day, you might not feel like you're losing a lot of weight, but just shaving off the 500 every day. Now you have one pound that you're down a week, four pounds that you're down in a month, and that steady kind of growth mm-hmm. or decrease Drop in essence, yeah, would be losing 50 pounds in a year. And then you don't realize it, but just the little incremental things we do, once they add up, they have a very big impact. Mm. So I don't, even, I don't really know where we were exactly going, but I'm just saying, like, it's fine. one, y'all got to read yeah. if you want to get information, especially we were talking about, two video editing. Yeah. Bro, pick up those books and those how-tos that they have. Like, if you get Adobe, you get Final Cut, or if you get a machine, FL Studio, you want to learn how to make beats, chop up videos, whatever you want to do, read a book on it. It'll cut the learning curve by so much that you think you're saving time by just watching this five-minute YouTube clip or searching, but you'll save yourself a lot of time by just taking the four or five hours to read as much as you can in the book, maybe 10 hours total, mm-hmm. and then you're like closer to being an expert at something. So Do you feel read like reading manuals. a book is more efficient? Because I always felt like watching the videos is more efficient. I think watching the videos are more efficient. But have you ever noticed that you always kind of have, like, more questions? Like, wait, how was that shortcut? And then you have to go back. And you're always going back. And you might be making a beat. And then you're like, wait, how did I do that again? And then you have to go back. And watch the video All again. those times that add up, if you just would read a book or read the book or read certain passages, I really do think that you end up saving yourself time this this could definitely be like opinion based but for yeah, me my yeah. personal experience i've noticed that it makes more sense to do something long form mm-hmm. and then get as much as you can but even if you can at least like an audio book or like yeah. you said at least look up the information but you have to be on the hunt for information but i do think reading is like a very powerful tool do you think that um like my teacher you say when like you write something down it gets stuck in your head faster for sure. Do you feel the same way with reading and watching the video? If like it gets stuck in your hair faster because you're actually reading the written word. Hmm. I'm not sure the science on that. Yeah. But no, I we would, can speculate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like to uh, just say spew out bullshit. But um, listen, feelings. This this is all feelings, no facts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. But no, nah, I would say that yeah, reading for for me, I would say is like better, especially if you either read or write something down you kind of retain it a little bit better than you just, like, going watching something. It's, like, your short-term memory versus, like, the things I read in the book are, like, more, they stuck with me more. Yeah. You know, especially if I wrote notes on that. Yeah. Because it's going to cement what I already learned. And a lot of these people that, you know, are elevating and are at the top, like, you think Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, you think think Nipsey, like, you think they're not read like, these people didn't read. No, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, these are all, like, avid readers. You know, and I would say this generation, we get our information bite size. But even if you listen to an audio book and take notes on it, it will like pay dividends. Like in order to monetize your lifestyle, monetize yourself, Uh you have to add value to yourself, Uh which is intangible because you get paid in our society for having a skill. Right. Yeah. And they say it takes 10,000 hours to like master a skill when Kanye Gladwell. Mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell. Kanye said, um, "What lock yourself in a um, like in a crib for 10, 10, 10 hours a day making no ten ten hours a day making ten beats a day or something about ten. He's for like saying a 10. few summers. Any yeah. but like 
you will make yourself money off bringing value to society. You bring value to society when you have something to give. Mm. What you have to give is your knowledge and your skill and your craft. What can you offer? What can you offer? So if you do this podcast for, you know, thousands and thousands of hours and you keep on getting little tidbits, why can't you be the biggest person that does this? Why can't you be exactly. on the same platform with Why can't I get exactly? Why can't I get Buttons. that Joe Rogan rap? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Why not? The Joe Rogan bag is definitely possible. I tell people all the time, like, the bag is out there. You just got to get it. Yeah, no, nah, but it's the distractions that stop people. You have to give up a lot of sacrifices. Like Sometimes you got to, that girl that you wanted to come, oh, damn, maybe you come later or maybe. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, no, nah, honestly, it's hard. like. That's why it's only a few people. It's, it's not that there's one percenters as far as mm-hmm. talent. It's one percenters that are willing to do what it takes mm-hmm. to achieve that level of greatness. I definitely believe that. Yeah, you can, everybody has it in them, but the the worldly, the life stuffs that keep you back, like that that woman that you want to see, that party you want to go to, that weed you want to smoke, that drink you want to have, those things keep you from having your your goal in life. Because we're working with finite time. You don't have a lot of time. You no, think don't. you have a lot of time. No, you don't. That's like, the one thing I've learned about precious. like video editing. Like it, there isn't a lot of time in a day. Like for like it would take me like let, let's say like this podcast when I edit the clips, right? This is, we're going to do what, but about an hour today or so? Yeah. It's going to take me 16 hours editing. Mm-hmm. One hour. One hour of audio. It's going to take me 16 hours edited because I'm going to go in and take out every little breath so it sounds mm-hmm. perfect. I'm going to go through, okay, that point, we didn't really need that. That was, We went off on a little tangent right there. Mm-hmm. We could take that out right there. But now when I take that out, I got to make sure it connects to the last point. So now I'm listening uh-huh. closer and make sure, okay, those two points line up. All those little things take hours and hours and hours of practice then on top of that if you want to make the clips look pretty like what i do i put the little red borders and then i put subtitles on it so all the extra little steps you've taken to be the best it's good it it takes a lot of time and practice and patience and preparation and all those good p words to be where you want to be right it's, it's really it's really stressful and i try to tell people this all the time like it's not hard like i tell my like like my um i got i got two youngest brothers they smoked out young boys. I love them. Love them to death, but they smoked out young boys. Right. They'd be like, bro, come on, come outside. What are we doing today? I was like, I'm busy today. It's like, bro, you always say you're busy, but you're always in the house because my business makes me stay in the house. Like, like I go outside. I'm outside today to do this. But when I go home, when I leave here, I'm going home to do my business. Like, my business is done from inside the home. It takes hours and hours. But sometimes you got to sacrifice those things. Do I want to play ball? Yeah, I want to play fucking ball. Do I want to see that girl? Yeah, I want to see her. But I can't right now. I just can't. And you'll have all those things later. That's what is, that's probably the most important thing to know. I heard the term delayed gratification. I'm sure you heard that. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much just in due time. If you put in all the work that you can right now to achieve, you know, what goals you have, what dreams you have, eventually those things are going to end up taking care of you. I promise if you put like five years of full effort into this, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a time where you're making so much money off doing what this is that you're going to be able to be like, wow, my podcast money, now I actually have time to go enjoy a trip to Miami. Now I have time to... Have you ever tried to take a girl out with not the right amount of funds? Or I'm telling you, dollars grease the wheels. Yeah, Like, it's different. We in Philly, right? So it's different when you take a chick to Applebee's and then you ended up, like, might go for ice cream after. Right. Take a chick to Del Frisco's, right? Park Lake Prime. 
and really run up a tab or Ocean Prime, wherever you want to go, mm-hmm. and see what type of difference that has in that interaction. First of all, you just start talking expensive shit. I know what that was. I said, mm-hmm, because I heard that's, <laughs> I heard that's a good tip just to, set, to make the listeners sound engaged. Nah. <laughs> Didn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Nigga said Ocean Prime, Del Frisco. Nigga sound like an expensive rap verse. Y'all listen to Rick Ross. I know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> no, nah, but real rap. Like if you, so if you want these, how do I put it? These certain amenities mm-hmm. in life, you gotta work for it, and then yeah. it's gonna. Bro, I'm just I'm telling you because you gonna remember this. Yeah. You well, gonna, what was the phrase? It was called delayed. Uh, delayed gratification. Yeah. So that means you putting all the hard work now. It's going to pay off later. It's going to pay off later. Yeah. I'm telling you because it, it feels way better yeah. when you could take a chick to the Del Frisco's, Del, um, Fogo de, Fogo de Chow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. When you, when you, I'm telling and then after that, you guys can go to the Ritz right on the John, right yeah. on, um, on Chestnut on Broad, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, that's like a different type of lifestyle. This nigga lived this, by the way. I'm gonna let you know now. I can tell he lived it. <laughs> it's a different, <laughs> no, real right. It's a different lifestyle than yeah. trying to just scrape your little coins together. Mm-hmm. And you feel what I'm saying? So I tell people like, boss up your life because it feels a lot better yeah. when you can go like, all right. So I want because I, I want this for like everybody I come into contact with uh-huh. because it's different like shades of life. You know what I mean? Like I mean that figuratively. I mean that literally. Mm. Like when you go, say if you've been in Philly your your whole life, you you from you from up top originally. Yeah. Um, uh, I know people from West Oak, East Oak Lane. Mm-hmm. My, my people from up there, right? It's a different lifestyle from seeing that every day versus like, yo, we going out to Cali. You go to L.A. Then you go down to the beaches in San Diego. Then you can go to Del Mar. Mm-hmm. It literally looks like a different shade of life. Like the hues, the look in the sky. Like you're driving on a um, on a freeway or whatever. You look and you see mountains to the left or to the right of you. You look up, the sky looks a different blue. The, the trees look a different green. It's like there's so much beauty in life if you can kind of focus and want the finer things for yourself or a better lifestyle for yourself. Mm. And the way to get there, I tell people, is like obviously you know hard work for your success, but it's really just delayed gratification. Pretty much just having the discipline to do everything now that's hard so that in the end, life could be easy. Mm. It's like... it's. It depends how you want it. Either you want a hard life right now as far as putting in the work to make life easier later, or you can have an easy life right now, but in 20 years when you ain't save up no money, you ain't do X, Y, and Z, then your life is hard. Mm. So which which way do you want? I'd rather put in the hard work right now, a little bit, be a little bit miserable putting the work right now mm-hmm. because I know on the other side of that, this is a boss lifestyle. Yeah. So, sorry, we got off on a tangent. I sound... It's fine. Like no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to clip it up. I'm going to clip it up. It's going to sound amazing on Instagram. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Do you think that, um, because you said you had a football background, do you think that football, like, breeds, like, your hard work and, like, working all the time, do you think that had a part of it? I would definitely say that is a big key because a lot of times when you compete with people, Mm -hmm. like, you compete with ghosts. Right now, there's a bunch of people that are podcasting. Right, somewhere someone's working right now Mm -hmm. that wants to not necessarily take your spot, but there are only but they so want many. the same spot as me. Exactly, yeah. you want to be that bull, but there's someone else that wants that too. And mm-hmm. what separates that from you is like the hard work you put in. But in football or basketball, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you kind of get to physically gauge that. Mm-hmm. And if you playing football and somebody, you know, knocks you down, somebody is like, "Yeah, this is what it is." Mm-hmm. You have a different type of. It's like 
it's more than a visualization. It's an actualization mm. versus, you know, thinking somebody's better than you. You might really know, like, yo, he had my number on this day. Like, mm. Bull was really better than me. Or you playing ball, like, yo, he was dunking on me. Yeah. He crossing me up. Like, he's a better hooper than me right now. Right. So when you get to play sports, it develops your work ethic because you've realized you're not as good as you thought you were, mm. and it makes you go that much harder. Yeah. But it's a little bit, and it's good to have that kind of recall, mm. yes, you can say, because it helps you like later on in life with things to work ethic. Um, whereas, well, you might not have like that physical competition. Mm. It's a little bit harder to like gauge it, so you don't know like who's you know necessarily like in your city that's outworking you because you don't necessarily get to physically compete. It's not like you have a podcast set up right here. And it's another one right there. Yeah. yeah. But so like for the creatives, you have to go that extra mile because you're always chasing ghosts. You're like, man, yeah. the next academics, the next Joe Bunn, the next Joe, they might be right in the, right. I got to go harder. But to yeah. me, I kind of think that's an advantage for y'all too, because you don't have to have the anxiety of these people like breathing over your neck. Like mm. literally, and you got to go against them at practice every day. It's like, it's, it's it's interesting. I do think I do I do I do the, I do think excuse me I do think the, the two words are similar because I have a homie he uh he played D one football he played at Mammoth uh-huh. and oh, um his name Cam Brown I don't know if you know him or whatever no whatever whatever <laughs> shout out Cam that's my boy yeah shout out Cam man. I love that nigga but um he played he played tackle he was undersized tackle six two six three you which which what six five six six Nigga, you big yeah, as hell. Yeah, six five, yeah. Nigga, big as hell. I was like, God damn, I'm big. I'm like, God damn, nigga, big. So Cam was like an always undersized tackle. So like, he knew he wasn't gonna be phys- more physically dominant than niggas, but he knew he was gonna he had to be more of a technician than guys. So like, he knew his right. footwork had to be right, his handwork had to be right. I feel the same way with like, if you like, uh, if you are podcasting, you may not be the funniest or the, or the most entertaining. But you can strive to have the best looking content, the best sounding content. It may not be like the best like audio experience like oh i laughed a lot although i learned a lot but it's like oh it sounded cool like the the, the actual audio was crisp uh the video looked at crisp like you can work on things outside of the content to make it good right so i think i think those two worlds intertwine a lot that's why i asked because i know that he uses a lot of his football you know work that when he applies it to like his his clothing right here like no i got i know i gotta work harder I got it. My clothes got to be better than these other dudes because I know that I may not have the flyest shit, but I can make it look cooler. Like I know I have the the, the, the ability to make the clothes look cooler on me. Mm-hmm. I, I may not have this, the same amount of money as him, but I, I drip. I'm drippy. Right. You gotta you gotta work with what you have. Exactly. Um, for sure. At the end of the day, no. I definitely think, like you said, the world's you know parallel, and you always have to strive to. It's like it's competition. You gotta mm-hmm. really outdo each other. Like at one point. There's, like, this legendary battle that was between, like, Jay and DMX, right? Yeah. Like, and they say it was, like, one of the most intense battles ever. I wish there was, like, footage of that. But those two cats at that time, like, they were able to kind of gauge how dope they was on the mic or whatever you want to say by going, like, head-to-head. That's what kind of hip-hop culture is about. Yeah. It's the same, like, obviously in sports, but I would even extend that this, you know, the podcast is extension of hip-hop culture. It's, like... Who's the dopest? Who's the best? Yeah. And just having that mindset that you want to be the best yeah. is definitely something that can, you know, take, take you to the next level. Like, um, I think, um, what's, what's, I heard, who, who, who can I think of just like this? It's like, um, Jalen Mills for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. He's not the best corner in the league, but he thinks he is. He's the cockiest, <laughs> like, nigga will have nothing to do with the, with the, with the fucking pass breakup, but he will turn around 
arms like this because he feels like I'm the best. And if you feel like you're the best, eventually you're going to be up there in some way, somehow. Like, you just got to feel that way, and, like, and that confidence will breed it. Exactly. No, it's, you know, so as you think you are, you will be. If you think you could do something, and if you think you can't do something, you're right in both situations. Like, whatever you think about yourself is what's going to manifest. Like, whatever you really have inside your head is going to come out. I think Kanye is the best example. Like, he really thought he was the dopest to the point that he eventually became the the dopest. It's like, if you really embody that and then act on, you know, being the best, eventually you wake up one day and you're like, I'm one of the best at this because you, it's all about that belief in yourself. Mm. That's the only thing that really can stop you. You'll figure out all the little tools and tricks of the trade along the way. But the first step to accomplishing anything great is believing that you can accomplish anything great. I was uh, talking to like an old coach and he was, he's like one of those people that's deep in the philosophy Mm. and kind of history. He was telling me like back in old, like old uh, linguistics and different things like that, even when they had hieroglyphs, like there was different symbols and words for achieve and believe. Mm-hmm. Um, or now there is, but there wasn't back then. So pretty much what that means is the words believe and achieve used to be Same like thing. synonymous mm-hmm. because if you could believe you could do something, you know, that's the first step Yeah, going forward and doing that. Mm-hmm. So have a deep conviction in yourself and then you look up. And then you you did what you set out to do. That's dope. You said something. You said Kanye was the best. Can we talk about how Kanye is an overrated rapper? Okay. I'll give you that Kanye is an overrated rapper. uh, And I'll also give you the fact that a lot of people have ghostwritten for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. But when it comes to this, so this is what separates Kanye as far as music. When it comes to the composition Mm. of music on some, you it's hard because you have to take him out of the. Whenever, first of all, whenever you got to give a different category for a nigga, you already giving him a mulligan. You already try to like make, make the argument fit to him. Like, you... yeah, no, I'm definitely because it's like <laughs> going towards my argument. Yeah. But I think like when we think about the greatest artist, that's what you have to put like Kanye in. You have to put him with the Beethoven's. In the box. You and, sound like Kanye. <laughs> and you talk. Not serious. Because. Nah, he th- is a great composer. I give it to think you. Think about nah. all of the lights and how many different no, elements are in that. That's a great That's song. one of. And we're talking about actual, like, music, right? So we're talking on a deeper level of instrument, the instruments, right, that you use. Mm-hmm. Getting different voices on the track. Mm-hmm. Understanding time signatures and tempos and BPMs how to grab a sample and completely reorganize the sample, have it chopped and fit to a certain, you know, time signature. And just all these things that it's like, it's hard to even wrap your brain around how great Kanye is at composing. I think that's the distinguishing fact. I'm not going to say he's the best rapper of all time, but I will say he's top three, top four, as far as in hip hop ever, ever like, Composition. Musical, like composition. I, I I do believe that he can put together a track well, but I think that's when Kanye wants to put together good music. Because we've seen like that Tiana Taylor album he did, what was that, 2018, and that Nas album he did weren't good albums. 
Mm-hmm. This, like, and we see because Sienna Taylor dropped a good album this year, and so does Nas. He dropped a good album, what, last week? Those two albums came immediately after the, the, the Kanye albums, and they sound way better, way different, because they have those artists' visions in mind. I think the problem with Kanye is you can't tell him nothing, like you said. Like, he, right. he has been successful so many times doing so many different things. It's like, dog, I'm great at this. Just listen to me. I know what's best for you. But sometimes, like, you don't. Like, mm-hmm. you got to take a step back and be like, Maybe this person knows what's be- what was best for their album. Maybe this person knows what's best for this song or what they want to say on this voice, on this verse, or like how they want their voice to sound. I think Kanye is super good at bringing out his voice, but other voice, I feel like he's he muffles and he silences a little bit. For sure. I would say Kanye's biggest pitfall, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the fact that Kanye is trying to be on the same timeline as everyone else. Like, Kanye could be in this so before i say this just know like i understand there's a big difference between the two artists but i'm talking about how they like make music or i'll I'll use a few artists Mm -hmm. so when justin timberlake drops Mm -hmm. or frank ocean drops yeah they kind of drop independent or even like someone like adele or beyonce Mm -hmm. they drop independent of like the time and space of what's going on in music Mm -hmm. like when beyonce just all right cool that's lemonade we shutting everything down you know I'm yeah. the hottest. Or when Justin Timberlake comes out, we might not remember this as much being this age, but in the future, Sex Love sounds like yeah. that's that stopped the world. Then he then he goes what ten years before like the 2020 experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. Between the time between like Justified, the next album, and like someone like Justin Timberlake's like catalog is so he's just making music that's going to be the best music for when it comes out. It seems like Kanye is trying to chase like. The, the Drake approach, different artists in the game right now that are putting out music in a certain time frame, when Kanye's already a legend, he should just be making music every few years, and when it drops, it drops. Like, he didn't have to put out five, seven-track albums. I did like, like Yeah, though. I like I, I like Yeah. Oh, no, they I, I thought a lot of them had great moments, but that's yeah. the thing. There's a difference between great moments versus a great a, album. Great album. So Kanye should be making great albums, not great moments. Here's the thing, though. I feel like the, those albums were so short that the whole album should have been a great moment. Like, he gave us seven-song albums. Like, dude, we look at the landscape of music today, period, mm-hmm. when everybody's giving you 20-track albums and fucking deluxes are 30 songs long. Like, Uzi dropped, he dropped a 20-song album, and then the week later he said, this deluxe. It's another 20-song album. Like, yeah, that was crazy. That's Both of them sold 100, over 100,000. Crazy to me. But when you look at Kanye, like, you gave us seven songs and it couldn't be a moment in hip hop. Like I feel like that is lacking. It's saying, what's what's the? It's, it's just lacking heart, soul. It's just lacking something. And like I want to listen to these and I want to. Even I love that. Like I I, I play that every day. But it was like this is just missing something. Like just a little bit of seasoning. So I think he's he was just doing. He's he's a genius, right? Mm-hmm. So Kanye is at the precipice of multiple being a genius in multiple fields, right? And then also all this while having, like, bipolar disorder and mania. Mm -hmm. So you have somebody that has that mental health issue, Mm -hmm. somebody that is, like, IQ-wise a genius in understanding music, understanding, honestly, architecture and visuals, and then someone who also can understand, like, the fashion world and fabrics. And a lot of, like, Kanye is, like, a multi-field genius. Usually Mm -hmm. when you're a genius you have, like, a genius IQ in certain things, right? He's, like, a, a multi-tier mm-hmm. 
super smart person. Yeah. So it's hard for, I feel like, logistically think what it is to make, what it was like, five albums, right? Yeah. And five that amount of time, his beat selection, his, the way he sampled, so his, logistically, what he does takes a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to think about how much more goes into a Kanye West album that he made in Wyoming, probably digital crate surfing for hours upon hours just to find the right samples, mm-hmm. thinking who should be on the right tracks, trying to get a team of producers together, trying to get a team of writers together. The production and how much brain power that takes is so much more grand than when Uzi goes in Milk Boy in mm-hmm. Philly and mm-hmm. records different tracks that he gets, like, yo, 808, send me something. Southside, send me something. Or Metro, send me something. Whoever working on Dying, send me something, right? Mm-hmm. And then Uzi has, like, the Ray Charles effect where he just probably, and, and he's going to snap, right? Yeah. But there's so much less mental cognition. And I'm not say, taking away from Uzi's talent, but how much time it takes for Uzi to put together a project like that. Probably doesn't take long. Not at all. He can. Yeah. He's the type of artist that can freestyle a hit song in like twenty minutes. Yeah, was he was he kind of guy that probably walks into the studio with no verses ready and be like, "Nah, I'm good." He probably he, he could guy. he could do that for yeah. sure. Like you can tell that Uzi, you know, is the type of artist that freestyles a lot of things. There's probably more songs than we realize that probably only have a few takes where Uzi spits. He goes, "All right, that's cool. Put that together." He does his ad lib tracks mm-hmm. and he leaves. Yeah, and I'm talking about classics. I'm not. This is just from me and from what the optics look like yeah. and from listening to it sonically, what it sounds like to probably the actual logistics that go into an Uzi project. Yeah. They're not, it's not, how do I want to say? It's not that complicated. Uzi is massively talented yeah. and he's found his niche in music and I commend him for that. So I don't want to take away anything for his talent, but I'm talking about the process that goes into his songs. It's not even, we're not like comparing apples to apples when we talk about Uzi and someone like Kanye. And I think that's the problem because he's trying to put himself into the same time and space as these other artists Mm -hmm. when Kanye should be really off to the side worrying about different things. I do feel like the, I do feel like to, to stay on Uzi, I feel like Uzi is a guy that if like the consumer put more pressure on him to make like higher quality music, he could do it. But mm-hmm. it's like, um, I heard Cardi B say something a while ago. She was talking about WAP. She was like, I tried to make a song that wasn't like WAP. I tried. And they didn't like it. So I went back to rapping, like, rapping about my pussy. Like, that's what people wanted to hear. Right. Like, that makes sense. Like, and, like if, if your job is to sell records, is to move units, you're going to move units every way you Regardless. can. Regardless. So, right, that's your like, job. It was like, okay, I move units doing this. Why would I try to do anything else but this? I feel like if the consumer was the push, it would be like, no, we don't want this anymore. Uzi could make, like, a really good album, like something really like I forget which mixtape it was. They had um, Rocket Love and um, another song on here. Uh, Thinking about what is it? Something in Ramona? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it was that one. It's Scott, Scott and Ramona. Scott and Ramona tape. I think it was that one. And I love that album because those those last two songs that had they had Ronda Rousey on it. Yes, too? it was Scott and Ramona, okay. and it was uh, the other song. Well, I was saying uh, Rocket Love. Team okay, Rocket. I was a. F- I'm glad that I remembered that. Because remember we were talking before in the DMs and I was like, yo, I know a lot about music. I'm glad I was able to readily like remember that because yeah. that's the first time I feel like you kind of challenged me to where I was like, yo, I got to know what that is. Scott Ramona, Ronda Rousey. And, uh, did I challenge you? I did not. You're not. <laughs> see, you didn't challenge, but I did. I, because I, do you remember? I was like, yo, 
I know a lot about music. Yeah. I know a lot about the trends of what's going on. So, yeah. sorry. I just had to. He was like, nah, I'm in this culture shit, nigga. Yeah, nah, I'm outside. <laughs> like, I was really, like, student of the game, outside. <laughs> no, it was, nah, I, I forgot for a second. Like, I know a lot about music, too. Sometimes I be forgetting, dog. It's just so Bro, much music out. It's just so I be much trying out. to remember every single project, every single song out, as best I can. Because, think about it, for this, but it's more credibility. This yeah, could, Right now, is no to me. There's no difference between us being on the Breakfast Club and me knowing exactly what I'm like talking about. Sure. That's how I treat everything. Like it's game time. That's no, 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 that's a good point. I I just feel like, for me, like most times when I like I do my solo pods, none of that shit is freestyle. Like I script everything. Like I mm-hmm. there's no pressure for me to ever freestyle anything. I'm like, why, why should I have to, nigga? You don't know what I'm doing here. I post my clips. I'm looking to the camera because right. I take 17 takes to do one line. I'm like, damn, what's this line? <laughs> Fuck. All right. Because uh, I can do that. Like, it, it, if it sounds good to me, if it sounds good to you, you'll, you'll never know. So I, I, there's, there's never any pressure for me to remember anything. And I, I feel like I sound smart on the podcast a lot. Niggas like, damn, how you know them numbers? Because I roll them down. That's how. <laughs> yeah. You ever thought about that? <laughs> I was going to say, you don't have to get it. Yo, I'm big on, like, I try to withhold. I try to always make myself. I try to big myself up. I'm going to no. be honest. Yeah. But, like, I definitely like what you just did there because you're keeping it real. Like, about you. Have oh, everything yeah. scripted? That's smart. No, because, like, my thing is, like, I don't want to ever, like, like this, this podcast averages uh, six, 60 listeners a week, six listeners each, each episode together, which is pretty good for a podcast of my size. So, like, I don't want to lie to these niggas and pretend like I'm just out here being the GOAT of all time. Like, nah, I'm, 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 I'm scripting to y'all. And I tell them every week. Like, last week, uh, Monday's episode, well, this week's Monday's episode, you hear this next week, Terminator timeline, don't make sense. But the episode from Monday of last week, I did, I didn't write anything. I freestyled it, and I told him like, "Y'all, this shit freestyled. I don't know what y'all expect from me this week. So if it sound bad, I'm sorry. Didn't write it. I feel like the episode was funnier. Niggas like, bro, this episode was funnier. I'm like, because I wasn't scripted. Like when I scripted, I keep myself on tight constraints of like what I can say, what I can't say. Mm-hmm. Kind of like to really go off the script. But when I freestyle, oh, I'm just in there giving a wild, wild takes I shouldn't be saying. Oh, oh no, there's <laughs> yo, there's no bounds, and that's what I. So I told my one homie, I was like, yeah, I'm going on podcast and i let him know the name of the podcast and he was like they have shit in the i was like yo yes yes gonna be some you know like if if you have profanity literally in the name that's like niggas know like yeah yeah i'm gonna say some wild shit it's gonna be for real i I, i'm glad that you can see that because i when i always tell people like i interviewed this um this woman one time i'm not i'm not gonna say her name but i asked her in the very beginning of the podcast i was like so how much will you sell your pussy for Straight out like that. She got the, the podcast took a heart left and we argued for 40 minutes about this shit. And she told me I was a sexist, I'm a misogynist, I hate women because why would I ever ask a black woman that question? I was like, it was a joke. I was trying to be funny. I was like, I told you the name of my podcast before you got on here. I told you to listen to this white shit podcast. What about that screen? I'm going to be politically correct. Nothing about it screams. It's fucking, all in the optics. It's all in the optics. It's all in the optics. But people don't really. Like, look at something and then examine it. Yeah. Like, you got to, all right, so obviously I'm on the, you know, listen to this while you shit and there's a toilet. So I'm like, okay. Soon as that, I know what it's hitting for. Right. Like, right off the rip, which is a good thing. This yeah. is like. It lets you know branded. immediately. Like, yeah, it's the home of the potty mouth. That's, that's, that's what I call myself. I'm like, I'm a potty mouth, dog. Like, I'm going to say some shit that you may not agree with. And that's okay. Like, we're going to have different reviews. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you walking out a little bit offended. Just know that wasn't my goal to offend you. That wasn't that, my goal to make you laugh. But if you feel offended, I'm sorry. I can't help how you feel about shit. 
Yeah. Don't don't apologize. Be unapologetically yourself, living no. your truths. That's what it's no. all about. Fuck these f words. <laughs> I can't say it because Twitter gonna cancel me. One day this podcast is gonna be really big. On like my first like four episodes, I said the f word a lot. Oh man, you're not you're not I'm about to go back and delete any of them. Nope, I'm gonna keep it up there to show the progress. Okay, you're gonna stand on it. I'm gonna stand on it. Okay, Be- because at this I, point, it's it's also like you've grown. Yeah, because I've grown. Like since then, I've I've made the stance like I'm not gonna say it anymore. So if you go back to an episode from September of 2019, be like, oh, he said the f word, but then like ignore the fact that in fucking what's this, uh, fucking July of uh, August of 2020, he was he said I'm not gonna say it no more. You're ignoring the fact that I've grown. And I realized it was a word I shouldn't say. You're fucked up. Cancel culture is stupid then. So I really want that to happen to me so I can point it out and, and point out their fucking hip, hip, hypocrisy. There you, come on, nigga. Give it to me. <laughs> can we drop one of those, Jones? <laughs> you little fucking vibes. <laughs> Sorry, I've been trigger heavy on that, Jones, since I saw it. And it's like, it's illuminated. Yeah, you want to hear it again? Yeah, yeah. So the little kid in me is like, you're like, I want to oh, press it. Look, look at those buttons. You want to press it one? To go press it one time. Yeah, sorry. This this bomb about to come, y'all. You know, you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners like when I do that. I don't know if they do, but I think they do. <laughs> oh shit! Nothing wrong with it. Um, I was gonna say, what yo, what, what else you got for me, man? I, oh. I'm I'm an open book for real, bro. I came. I didn't I didn't write anything down. I was like. Ah. I'm good at this. I can freestyle, and I am good at this. I got the 50 minutes nah, off you, the muscle. Like, no, nah, you really you doing your thing, yo. So I'm one of those people that see things like super early. Mm-hmm. There's like, um, it's like called like an adoption mm-hmm. uh, bell curve, and there'll be like the inventors on this side, and then people that like missed the wave. Mm. Like imagine like a bell curve. Yeah, I'm usually it's something called like early adopter. And it's like the first like few percentile of people that see the trend before it's a trend. Yeah, and gotcha. I'm one of those people. So, like I was, I saw it, saw your podcast, and I was like, yeah, that's it's going somewhere. Here's the thing, like not not too my own horror, but like niggas in Philly don't do podcasts. Like there's there aren't many of us doing this shit. Like there's it's me, like like three other niggas is podcasting to a show, Larry and Leon. A few other niggas that I'm not really cool with, so I'm not going to shout them out. I might be cool with you, and, like, I may be forgetting. I'm sorry if I am. But it's like, besides that, it's just like, that's it. And fucking Wallow and, and Gilly. But other than that, nobody's in the city is doing podcasts where I'm like, it's an untapped market of a city that got 1.8 million people in it. And nobody's trying to reach these people. I'm like. And this is a big, this is a bigger city than people realize. Oh, it's a huge city. Bro, there's a reason that when Jay-Z, like, got his roster together, he came through with state pro- he came right to Philly. No, it's the reason why when Jay-Z said, I want to put together a festival, he was like, no, I'm going to put it in Philly. In Philly. Like, it's just a reason why he this, does it here. This is, the funny thing is, if Philly knew how special Philly was, it'd we, be. We'd be bigger. We'd be way bigger. We'd be way bigger. I think people, here's, here's the, so my chef, when I used to work in restaurants, my chef, he had, he had this theory, because he was like a small town in Jersey. And he was like, Philly is a big city, but it treats itself like a small town. Because right. everybody know each other. It's really, like, homey. Like, you get to some parts of Philly, it's really homey. Like, it can be unhomey still, but, like, uh, it, like if you, if you know enough niggas, it's, like, homey as fuck. So it's, like, we 1.8 million people, big city, large corporations all over the place. But for some reason, we treat, we treat each other like we fucking Hoboken, New Jersey, or something like that. Like, nah. Like, we are little sister New York. Like, it's bigger than what we see it as, and we just don't take it there. I'm, like, and the amount of artists that live in this city and, and want to move out, and I'm, like, this is fertile ground for you to build roots here. Like you should be 
growing here and then try to branch out from here. Don't move away. Like, I get it. New York is, like, the property value in New York is about to go down. Like, all the rich motherfuckers and the, the colonizers, they're moving out because they can't live there no more because COVID there. And the idea of New York is not attractive anymore if you can't, if you, if you can't live in New York. If, like, you, you see what I'm you, trying to you say. Got, no, you got to have that coin. And um, at Temple, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Not to cut you, cut you off from your point. Oh, go ahead. There's this, like, there was a saying, there was a speech, like the Conwell speech. And he said, there's diamonds in your own backyard. It's pretty much the story. This dude goes, he searches all over the world mm-hmm. for, like, he's looking for diamonds, right? Yeah. And eventually, like, this dude dies, and they go and dig up in his backyard, and he lived on, like, a diamond mine. His whole, So he scoured, like, the earth, high, wide, far, low, whatever, looking for diamonds, looking for greatness. But it was in his literal backyard the whole time. And that's what people have to realize. Getting put on is not It's not gonna happen. Is is not you don't need to go to LA to get put on. You don't need to go to Atlanta, Florida, New York, where, wherever you might Houston, yeah. wherever you might think it's popping at, you could get it booming. Yeah. Your crib. But home, I, like, I, I wanna dispel the phrasing of getting put on. Nobody puts you on. Like you put yourself on. You put yourself on. Like that's obvious. Like right. I heard Wallow say something this one time. He was like, if you're a rapper and you don't got a landing page on your rap page, if you got three posts up, the fuck is you rapping for, nigga? Like what what's the point? Like if you're a rapper, I should be able to scroll through your timeline, your feed, see videos of you freestyling your homie car, mad mad uh, clips of your, like of like your music videos, pictures of you looking cool. Like I need to you need to sell me the idea that you're a rapper. Like, right. if you're not doing that, what the fuck is the point? That's why when you go to my podcast page, it's nothing but podcast videos. I'm selling you this idea. People this is very what I do. quickly need to, when they go to your page, mm-hmm. you need it needs to be a brand. They need to know exactly what you do, how you do it, why you do it. Mm-hmm. Now, advertising, marketing is completely different. Mm-hmm. It's as quick as someone clicks on your page. And now what they call, have you ever heard of an elevator pitch? Yeah. Yeah, so what they call your elevator pitch now is someone clicking on your page. Exactly. And they probably got 10 seconds at most to be engaged. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have something that can engage them, bring value that they, they can click and want to follow you or follow what you're a part of. Or at least keep scrolling and watch least, more. If you don't have anything that's engaged, engaging the people that's coming to your page, because the advertising, like I guarantee you since we've been talking, people are vision both, both of our pages mm-hmm. respectively. Yeah. You know what I mean? So – how are people interacting with the content that mm-hmm. we're putting out? That's what the name of the game is. You have to be able to constantly have your page marketable. Mm-hmm. And even to that point of like, when you talk about uh, people wanting to be on a page, like to, that's, that, that's a good step when you want to be monetized as well. I'm going to say this point, um, YouTube, the way YouTube works, you got to get 4,000, well, you got to get 1,000 scrubs and 4,000 watch hours. The reason 4,000 watch hours isn't required because this shows that people are actually watching the content. You're just not buying subs. And your, your video get recommends, your video is recommended to more people based off the watch time. So let's say you post a video that's eight minutes long and people are watching the video for an average of four minutes a pop, right? That's, that's about, half the, half, it's about half the video watch time. Video is more inclined to recommend that video if that watch time go up because I mean they're making people stay on the app longer, which means they can sell more ads. Same thing with Instagram. If people are staying on your page longer, they will recommend your page to more people's feeds because the, the algorithm is fucked up. Like, Instagram is not in order. 
So they recommend it based off how much are you, how, how often do you like this person pictures? How often are, are you on this person page? And if you're on this person page a lot, that, that page will be more on your feed to click on because you're on the app more when you see this person's page. So having, so having a, a, a landing page that is engaging to people is not only good for you, but it's also good for the apps that own these pages. Like you're saying, like it's, 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 you, a, you it's have a to relationship. like you said, what's going on top from top to bottom. Yes. At the end of the day, everything is about how much money you could bring yes. to the top of the business. It's like, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I do equate a lot of things to like the drug game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have a better relationship with your plug if he can give you more work, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. Naturally. Facts. So now the algorithms are ran like that. So the influencers, you're always seeing them. You're seeing them on the new reels they just put up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing them on your explore page. And why do you think that is? Why do you think your homie that you might not have connected with in a while that only has 300 followers, even though they might post a good amount why are you not seeing them it's because the algorithm now is set up to reward the influencers Mm -hmm. people who can bring the most money back to the plug essentially the people that bring the most hours which is eyes so eyes in the content game is fiends like the same Mm -hmm. shit like if i'm if you come if you coming back to me all the time you're a fiend we're all instagram fiends we scroll through our little apps all day every day we're all just fiends so who has the most fiends is it my page is your page Who, who has the most and sometimes followers doesn't indicate that. You can have a whole bunch of dead followers. People that don't fucking like like my 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 um my uh personal Instagram, I got 1,600, 1,700 followers, something like that. It's a dead page. Cause I stopped posting on there a lot. And I was like, the fuck I'm gonna do with this? Like I can't like I like I try to post and it don't get likes because the algorithm will recommend me because I'm I haven't posted a lot. They'd be like, Why like why will we even reward you and show you the show your post to people that, that follow you? If you're not gonna post a lot, they're not gonna. They haven't seen you in forever. They don't care about that. So I'm like, fuck it. But I post on my on my on my on my, on my uh, podcast page significantly less followers, a tenth of the followers get way more interaction because I post frequently and they always I'm at the top of everybody's page. So it's like it's a it's a slippery slope of like how do you how do you work this shit? Right. So pretty much you need more content to bring more people to the page so that the algorithms are gonna boost you up. To be honest, fuck algorithms though, because I hate algorithms. Honestly, we we should put the Instagram feed back inside order, like put it back in chronological order. I want that back. I don't think it's coming back, so I'm trying That's not it. to fixate my, my brain around that. It's not. Coming I like back. that <laughs> model a lot better, and it made sense. Yeah. So that you didn't end up liking things that are. You could like something from like three, four days ago, and I realized it was three, four days ago too. Look down. I hate That's, that. That's so weird. I hate that. I honestly, what I do hate, cause I'm like, God, now, now she think I'm a weirdo. Like I'm scrolling through her page. Like I'm not. I thought you posted twice in one day. Right. It's just on the. It's on my feed. Like it was just. Like it just happened. Like you just posted this mm-hmm. fire selfie shorty. But now, and I liked it. It's from four days ago. Right like, now, you creepy. you a little skeeved out, but blame the algorithm, baby. Yeah, blame the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you feel like um Instagram? So Instagram released the. the the new reels feature. I haven't talked about this in my podcast yet, but I wanted to talk about it because I think it's interesting about, so Instagram released reels because TikTok was, it's, it's been talking about going out of business for a while. And Triller, the app that's been around forever, they actually signed a kid. I forget his name. Hold on. I got, I got his name in my notes somewhere. Let me find his name real fast so I can speak with facts. It is something I was interested about because it's a, 
was trying to find him. His name is okay. This is true. Sis. So Triller signed the, the, the 17 year old kid. His name is Josh Fishers. He is the CSO, Chief Strategy Officer. He's a former TikTok creator. His apparently how much money he's making for a post is about fifty thousand for a post. For a post on Triller. These apps, these 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 vertical uh, video apps are taking over, and I don't understand why. Like, it's a weird thing to me because forever, like, I've, we, we grew up in around the same time period. Whenever you shot a video, it was like, turn the phone, like, landscape. Like, that's, how, that's how we wanted it. But now it's this vertical video. All the kids love vert- vertical video from TikTok. Do you, do you feel like IG Reels is just a, a step in, like, them trying to take that audience, and do you think it's going to work? Or do you think that TikTok is just way too powerful now? Like, TikTok is here to stay. So I think... It's more integrated at the top than we think it is. We'll talk about it. So I'm big on like optics and what makes sense. So when you see reels, do you notice when you look at your reels that it still has like the TikTok thing in it? What, the so little, the little music thing? So it'll have the TikTok. Huh, I, I was going to say, you can pull up your phone if you want to, like just so we could live, like look at, look at the reel. But the actual reel will still have a lot of times it'll still have like the little tiktok insignia in it meaning like it was just reposted on something from tiktok a lot i mean but uh, i see it but but you see the same thing on twitter though when like people repost tiktoks on twitter yeah so when but when something is that overt and it's something that's that open yeah. that you could just see the tiktok that lets me know that they're working together mm. not against each other I don't. Well, why would they? Why would why would Instagram release Reels as a direct counterpart to TikTok if they're just gonna work together? Why wouldn't Instagram just buy TikTok? Because this and this is my ins- estimation. It's like okay, you are gonna sell on my block? Mm. Either I, there's there's one or two ways this is gonna ha- happen. If you want to push weight on my block, mm. either I'm gonna kill you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna get some off the top. Okay. When you see the fact that it actually still has TikTok, that lets me know that they're in cahoots. There's too many people that are smart with knowing how algorithm work works. Yeah. They just redid the model of the reels. Mm-hmm. The reels just came in. Like they weren't always there before. Yeah, no. Like this is recent. Like yeah, within yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. At the beginning of the month it started. So that lets me know that they're working together. But even Instagram has a history of just stealing shit from people. Like, they stole stories from Snapchat. Like, they have an Insta. They stole one-minute videos from but, Twitter. One, Twitter was doing it first. Okay. So, let's unpack this again. Yeah. There's way more collaboration with the social media game than we realize. Mm-hmm. So, face. I don't know which way it is. Doesn't Facebook own Instagram or Facebook own Snapchat? One Facebook owns Instagram. So, Facebook owns Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that Instagram and Snapchat, there's like some type of, you know, I don't, for lack of better words, like togetherness, mm-hmm. cohesion there, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the only oddball social media right now that's not super interconnected, mm-hmm. it might be Twitter. Yeah, that's like seems like because it's more, it's still like more like blog and yeah, just it's word the post. word. Yeah, yeah, it's the only one that's really so. It's like. They're probably like, all right, so that's a little bit over there. But everything else, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, it's like 
Mark Zuckerberg is pretty much like it just seems like it's the same higher up plug at the top. So know. everything is like closer. But what I will say, th- and this is just no, no, we that, listen. Yeah, this all, me freestyling. All fill is no facts. <laughs> yeah, all fill is no facts. So I would say, in my <laughs> estimation, they're all working together. And what's so different and novel about TikTok mm-hmm. is that it's something that actually used from a social media standpoint mm-hmm. for the first time the Asian market, which is yeah, almost everyone in the world, one-fourth of every person in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason that it's been able to come through and will be a social media platform that's either here to stay or their IP is going to be integrated into the rest of the algorithms. It's the only... Think about it, like Vine, any other American company. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't hear about any other media companies because it's a monopoly. Yeah. There's only so much social media that's here to yeah, stay. Twitter, Twitter owned Vine. Uh, Facebook owns Instagram. I don't know who Snapchat. I think I don't, I can't think on top of my head. And because it's so relatively, like, new, and we go back to thinking about Tom, and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, just give me my half a B and I'll leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because this is a crazy. It's a crazy world. Monopoly, for sure. Crazy world, but it's like. There's yeah. There's only so much room at the top with the social media game because it's not being, there's no regulations. Yeah. 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 That's that's just like my business. No, nah, no, nah, that's a that's 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 a that's a good point. Did you know that brands are spe- are, are are set to spend fifteen billion dollars on influencer marketing in twenty twenty? I bet they should. Fifteen billion. That's that. That's that. From from notes I wrote, I I think this was a video I watched by Colin Samir. They said this. I don't know if their facts were right, but I'm saying it anyway. So if they're wrong. I'm wrong too. But it was Colin Samir's fault. Fifteen billion dollars. That's more money than they are going to spend on TV marketing, on just commercials. It was like, why would we spend money on making commercials when we can have fucking David Dobrik and fucking one of those TikTok girls do a dance with a shirt on or talk about the product in a TikTok? It just makes more sense. It makes way more sense. And this is what I'm going to say, too. Because of the way that TikTok is being run right now, if you're creative, this this is me directly talking to you, too, and then also whoever's, you know, who's mm-hmm. listening. Put as much content right now as you can on TikTok mm-hmm. because it's the only algorithm that they're really, like, pumping, like, demand to, it seems like. So, for instance, my, my homie right now, he's doing, like, brand marketing and strategy. And he's telling everyone, like, yo, the TikTok funnel right now is crazy. Like, if you have, say if you put all this on TikTok, right, mm-hmm. and then you funnel it to your YouTube, um, to your anchor, whatever, you know, platforms that you're on, mm-hmm. you're going to see a crazy spike because of how much people are tapped into TikTok right now. So you're saying that, like, if a TikTok creator gets a clip or a, a post that does well, he'll see his other social media platforms do well because people are like, okay, who's this person? I want, I, want, I want more for them. Right now, TikTok is the wave, and I'm somewhat late. No, we're all late on TikTok. We're all no, yeah, not but super late, but I'm saying, like, it's still the wave. Like, yeah. I would tell anyone that creates something, if you want to see an increase in your following, mm-hmm. like, literally, as soon as we get done, you go back to the... Cr- Start putting stuff because you have a bunch of content. Start yeah. putting that all on. When I I, I actually post TikTok a few clips on TikTok, but 
Here's the thing about TikTok. I didn't realize this. They're super strict about being about curse words. So I forget what clip it was. I posted maybe two, three weeks ago. I posted a clip of, I think it was a clip of Jornel when I was like, you know the fucking vibes. I came on, I played the For the Kids song. Mm-hmm. And they took it down because I cursed so much in like the first few seconds. I was like, is that a thing? But I think it's just the bot they got going through it. Like the I, bot is making it more kid friendly. Exactly because it is a it is a it's a, it's, it's, it's child app. It's, it's for children. So I'm like, I get it. So I think I think that my when I do it over there, I just gotta make the content cleaner because mm-hmm. I do have it's, I have a potty mouth. I say bad words a lot on this podcast. So I'm like, I gotta make it cleaner. But I do post a lot on TikTok, and I do get. Likes here and there, like people come through and follow me, but I'm not really, I'm not seeing the funnel that you're talking about. But also, all it takes is one big jump. I heard the tick, I heard, I heard the TikTok, uh, the guy that that does algorithm speak. I was a video I was watching. He said that um, we it's same same thing with uh, the, uh, other apps. They reward you if you post more. If you post more, they reward you. Like right. it's all about okay, you're helping us keep eye. We'll, we'll help you get the eyes. It's a, it's right, a, but I'm seeing more people go viral too because there's a greater chance to go viral yeah. because when you go, you have TikTok, right? Yeah, so when TikTok. you go on TikTok, you go and you see videos that are more correspondent to what you liked already. To what you liked already. They ask you what you like. Yeah. And it's also more correspondent to a younger age group. So if you notice, if you let it go unchecked, it'll scroll through like 10 videos within a minute. That's a lot higher chance for someone to see it and click on it. Mm-hmm. You know, as far their explore page right now is so rapid that it can go, Oh, I see this. I'm gonna click on it because I'm interested. Yeah. Like you, they're generating a lot more impressions than other apps. Cause the average like scroll time of what yeah. you see, TikTok has found a, found a way to even like make that little time gap yeah. better. So here's, here's a crazy stat. I know this for a fact. So the average amount of time somebody spends on YouTube is about 30 minutes. Right. The average amount of time somebody spends on TikTok is around 30 minutes, right? Right. But the 30 minutes on TikTok is a way different 30 minutes than on YouTube. Because mm-hmm. most YouTube videos you watch, like most content creators on YouTube, they shoot for that 10-minute mark so they can put multiple ads in a video. Right. So you may be watching three videos. But on TikTok, if, if, if each video is a minute long, you're out to upwards of 30 videos. Mm-hmm. Like, like, But that's how that, that, that talks about the longevity people are staying on the app for this long. Like, Watching 30 videos is no small feat. That's a lot of fucking videos to watch. Mm-hmm. Watch 31-minute videos. That's a lot. So I think that the eyes that we're talking about, cultivating the eyes and the content and have people come back, TikTok is doing a great job of that. It's like it's like crack to these young kids. I don't get it. Like I it's, honestly don't get it. It's TikTok. short form. Also, to give a quick shout-out to Tierra Wack. Shout-out to Tierra Wack. When she came out with Wack World, I think that was even... Oh, that that one would have did great on TikTok, now that I think about it. I would re- if I was her team, I would just remarket some of those Jones on TikTok. Honestly, because they were all like a minute long. Just put them in fucking nine by sixteen format and put it out there on TikTok. She, it's not like she's cursing, and they're so creative. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get in touch with somebody that, like, because I'm I'm, I'm I'll, I'll fucking edit that. One. You, you, you need to get <laughs> no, nah, we do not need to get that one away for free. Nah, not that one. Because what they do that, and then we'll, you'll, you'll get credit for that. Fuck that. I'm gonna edit that out. Send it to I'm not, bro. I'm not even. I'm really not worried about it. These people are like. Nah, bro. One degree of separation away. This is cool. My, here, here's my thing I always say. Like, you can steal from me. Just give me my credit. Every right. every idea I ever had, steal it. Take it from me. I'm okay with that. Give the credit. Just give me my credit. That's all I want. That's all I, that's all I want. Credit. Yeah, man. I have a lot. You got a whole story you want to tell? We, we could be nasty. We could, we, could be, we could be disgusting. You ever done some nasty shit? <laughs> oh. Here we go. Yeah! <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, na- nasty in, in what way? 
Um, I don't know. All right, let me. Yeah, yeah just, just preface it. Preface yeah. it. Do I got a whole story I can tell this week? Um, probably. I did a lot of that shit. So one time, all right, this 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 didn't happen, but I was talking to this bitch one time. She living she living in uh, Cleveland, and um. First of all, that's a that this story has to be crazy because you started it with this bitch lives in Cleveland. So, yeah, this, yeah wow. this, she the bitch lives in Cleveland. Not go hold you, bitch lives in Cleveland. And I started talking to her when, when me and my ex first had broke up, and I was like, I'm gonna fly out there to fuck you. I wasn't gonna fly out there to fuck you. You know when you just sad and you just say shit to make you. I was in that bag, so I was just saying shit, and the bitch fell in love with me over through the phone, just through the phone, love. It was weird. And by the time I got I was, I was, like I got out my like post breakup satin, she was still around and I was like, I don't really fuck with you like I like I said I did. Like I was lying. Like I like like I was going through shit. Right? But she was like, nah, like I still want to do everything. I was like, what was I saying to you? She was like, she was like, one night she told me you wanna piss in my mouth then drink it. I was like, what? I said that <laughs> I was like, I said that to you? She was like, Yeah, I I screen recorded like Bitch, delete that. Delete all that shit. Delete all that shit. Wow, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's super crazy. Nah, um, I gotta block her on Twitter because she gonna hear this. Fuck that. <laughs> you when you say it like that, I bro, you making me feel real vanilla right now. I don't think I had any like crazy, crazy, noteworthy like whole stories. And I, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, I'm just a disgusting dude. Though. Don't feel bad. Though. I'm a, I'm literally a disgusting human. Like a, yeah, I feel like everything that, man, I don't want to, hmm, what can I, I'm trying to give people something like that they could go with, but it's like more, it's more bag talk. Um, but when, when we was young bulls, when yeah. I was like young bull, <laughs> yeah. like being younger, uh-huh. If you take those trips to Miami, this is all I'm going to say. It's certain clubs that you got to go to. And if you got a rack on you, you good. That's all I'm going to say. It's I'm like speaking it's like mad that. cryptic, but nah. I'm saying a lot. It's like a, it's it, like a Drake verse. No, nah, nah, you said a lot. Nah, if you know, you know. No, nah, it's a if you know, you know when, like, Drake says, second floor tussie getting shoulder rubs, like. Are you, are you second floor tussie getting shoulder rubs? No, nah, I didn't say that. I'm, I'm not I'm saying, oh. like, in the same realm of, like. Oh, I'm just saying what you, if you go down to Miami, what you can do. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right, that's, all I'm giving, that's all I'm giving away. It's yeah, cryptic. You, yeah, you got any music you listen to a lot recently? Like, what's the what's the song you listen to? At the end of the pod, I usually play like a song. You got any music you listen to? Artists you want to shout out right now? I play it. Um. So give me a, a second, real quick, because I want to see who should we shout out. But that's like somewhat. We can take a second. We can, I, got, I, don't, I, I don't, The crazy thing is I don't think I'm going to do anybody local. Um, shout out to Jornel. You know, that's my guy. I played so many Jornel songs. He yeah, no, no. Until he dropped the album. <laughs> I told this nigga all the time, bro, if you don't drop it, I'm going to leak it. He was like, bro, stop saying it. I'm like, I will. I have enough music in my, my phones to, to leak the album. Don't don't leak my man's album. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we do, uh, yeah. what's that, Internet Money song and, and Don Tolliver, the... Uh, the lemonade, I'm, that lemonade joint is crazy. Internet money, it's, it's, it's Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver and Nav. Uh, lemonade. Is Gun on it too? I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. My fault, y'all. Here we go. 
Also, shout out to Cole Bennett. That man been going yeah. crazy. Yeah, that video looked crazy too. He's been cutting Shout out to Jack Harlow too. Yo, shout out Jack Harlow. I actually love and that his, kid. his whole team. Shout out to Nemo. Oh, he know Jack Harlow, boys. <laughs> Don't put that on me, but shout out to Nemo. Shout out to Bam. Shout out to everybody. Zanny boss, what's that door? Brand new bag. College girls, give a nigga head in my raps. Rockstar life, so much money, I'll make you laugh. Hey, the bitch they hate, and you can't miss what you never had. Hey, hey, off the juice, coding got me tripping. Cut the coop, walk the roof, is missing. Ice, let my name, my neck was tripping. Ice, let my name, my neck was tripping. Addy boys got some 60s in my bag. Talking on the rack In my earlobe, got two carrots, VVS Got a penthouse near Rodeo, I for stress All this money, when I grew up, I had nothing Filled with backstabbing, my whole life is disgusting Can't believe it, gotta thank Damn, God that I'm living comfortably you know Tell them to stop hating on Nav Nav is harder than a lot of rappers <laughs> I actually don't like Nav a lot Honestly I'm not saying you have to like him Just don't hate on him Cause Nav be going harder than a lot of rappers We got we Yo the crazy thing is we even get like We've been on the same page the whole joint We're about to argue over this I'm not Av sounds like Fucking what, uh, what, uh, What's that Frank Ocean line on Novocaine uh, computed emotions. He just sound like compute. He sound like if you built the algorithm, it was like, yo, rap like rappers in 2020. It will be, it would just be a naverse. But that's okay. Like, no, it's not. Don't get it, defend it. It sucks. Like it's it's bad. But no, this. So this is the thing. There's nothing wrong with being like a temporal rapper because they also he made the back to back beat. So he stamped forever to me. He did. Yeah, he did like the melody on it. I didn't know that. So there will be. I'm not gonna stand for making the beat when your verse so trash, but I. Right. <laughs> but nah, Nev is like he put also because he does the beats too. I have a lot of respect for, nah, for producers. I do too. Yeah, I get it. But he's making like the tap song with Meek Mill, bro. He's making a lot of higher quality songs, regardless of whether it's just insert 2020 rapper. The, but, like, but he's 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 a lot of steps above people like Little Pump though. Okay. Yeah, but 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 but. but. Hip hop has surpassed Little Pump. We, we surpassed Little Pump Smoke Perp. It was like a, a a few months in like 2016, 2017, where like the kids were like really digging these dumbass rappers. But then we got over it because the kids grew up. They was like, oh, we were stupid. Like we was in high school and we're dumb. But now they graduated, they're going to college and like all the niggas about to get COVID. But they realized they was stupid. It was, but where's it past that? Even I fell for it a little bit. I thought I thought D Rose was a fun song. I'm like, D Rose, it was mixed terribly. And I was like, this shit is hard. The beat was hard. But like, we we knew it wasn't good music, but I think that people act like Nav is really good music when it's not. Like like think about okay, think about the layers of like we're not even we know we're not talking about layers right now, but talk about like the, the layers of like trap rappers, right? Right. Nav is not even like the like the top three tiers of that. Like I just found about the kid Polo G the other day. That nigga hard. Like he's Polo G is tough. He's so hard. I'm like like how was how was how was like Nav's not even on that level of like rap but it's like there's so many branches on the trees of hip-hop right yeah and there's also like hype beast rappers the same way like you're not gonna get everything from supreme but a lot of times supreme be having cool drops it's the same thing like nav i call him like a supreme 
hype beast type rapper. Because he got a few cute, a few cool drops. Is you going to call him Supreme? He's no, bro. I'm not giving you that one. Like Supreme is a brand that's lasted so long. Nav's going to be gone in the next two years. I'm getting, I'm calling it now. Nav's going to be gone. Because we're going to surpass the point of like listening to Nav music. I think Nav, here's here's why I think Nav lasts so long. I think the, the rappers, like other rappers well, Nav like has Nav. has been a, a, around for like four years. Yeah, but I think I think the other rappers just like Nav. I think they like him. I think Young Thug like him. I think all the, all the rappers like him. So it's easy for him to get features. Also, how far does that like I think it takes you go. far. Also, he's like the only brown boy, Indian dude, that raps out of Toronto. Yeah. Like he has like a good, I just like don't. niche. I think we. I think I'm just so. Passionate. We'll circle back to this next year. Yeah, we'll come back. <laughs> I'm so tired of that music. guy. This so I just don't want people to hate on him because people hate like, but nah. people give him the same Russ treatment. Like people hate. I don't like. I don't, I don't. I don't like the, the treatment that Russ gets because Russ is actually a good artist. Like he makes corny songs, but I think any nigga that raps that like, actually raps, you're going to make a few corny songs. Yeah, but like I think he has a good message for a lot of point. Like outside in in in, uh, in the music, the beats he makes is all by himself. Like the lyrics is catchy. I think Russ is cool. I think that Russ has got a a bad rap for being like the guys like, oh, dude, you do drugs. That's that's corny. He he got a bad rap for being that guy. Yeah, he became a little bit too much like he became the bad guy. The bad guy because you the one thing that hip hop doesn't take kindly to is like. Down playing on other people. That's what you can't just, do. Just because so, somebody wants to sit lean and do the pill. J. Cole almost had yeah. his little like he had to have a conversation with Lil Pump yeah. to let him know yeah. that he doesn't hate him because he's smart enough to be. Yeah, but, yo, people don't like when you are trying to be a, a parent. Right. right. Even when Jay Z came out with Death to Auto Tune, people was like, "All right, that's cool." There's still Auto Tune every right. song right now. Every song got Auto Tune on it. Even if you don't hear it, got Auto Tune yeah, on so, it. Yeah, so Hove didn't really kill Auto Tune. No, he, he just kind of said kill his jerseys, piece though. and got out the way. He did kill throwback jerseys, though. There's nothing that Fabulous can't bring back. <laughs> Fab, <laughs> might, Fab, might, <laughs> Fab might bring him back. Fab 50 years old dressing like me. He need to get it. He need, he need to pack it the fuck up. I'm not going to lie. There's like maybe 10 rappers that, because I plan on coming up and being on a big p- platform in general, yeah, that I probably won't mess with. It's like a Fab on that list. <laughs> Fab is on that list. Why? Well, Could you think he'll give you some lyrical venom? <laughs> I think Fab is a more serious dude outside of music than people realize. Bro, Fab let Ray J say, "I'm gonna get the big homies oh, that like homies." But do you? <laughs> but this is also another thing. Ray J. Yeah. Is also another. Yeah Ray, yeah, Ray J. My homie live out in LA. Yeah. Ray J is a serious dude. Niggas say that Ray J big cripping. That's 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 tough. No, no, he's a blood. He's His blood? blood? Okay. Yeah. Nah, also, no, nah, I'm not not banging right now. Because <laughs> I got all red on, but Niggas nah, say, nah, Ray, nah, it's B. So, so. Nah, <laughs> nah, Ray J is. Just pay attention to optics. You know, yeah. Ray J has the rights to Suge Knight's story that's about to come out? No, nah, I didn't know that. You know, Suge Knight, yeah. player or whatever, college football player or whatever. And then. Everything with Death Row, but it's one yeah. of the biggest bloods. You just got to think about why would he give Ray J? Like, maybe, maybe he respect Ray J. So Ray, J Ray J's on that list too, which is crazy. Well, uh, nigga, people uh, I won't mess with. It's like there's J Prince, Fab, yeah. Ray J, Fifty, Hove, Nas. Out of respect, uh, who else is Freddie Gibbs? Is a, is a super serious dude. I think Freddie Gibbs is gonna get on the internet and joke me to death though. That's all right, because 
I feel like he's someone I could have a conversation with. Even though he's a serious dude, I wouldn't play with his name. Yeah. We could have a serious, you know what I mean? We have a cool conversation. Um, who else? Kodak and them little crazy Zoes down there, they got it. But yeah. I'm with Zoes. Right. So I know the Haitian, the Haitians. They're cool. Um, Every Chicago rapper, not talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, and then the last two are just Dirk and then Reese. Reese and Ke- the, the whole old yeah. block. Oh, they no, got no, it. Don't talk. They the got fucking, it. The fucking, fucking, what they call him? The uh, the Grim Reaper. The nigga got shot in his neck and was like, nah, I'm still good. Fuck Lil Reese. Lil Reese, yeah. I'm, no, I'm cool with all them niggas. They, they different out there. Yeah. They different out there. But you can't, also Philly right now, I'm not trying to draw light to this, is right up with Chicago as far yeah. as the that's, crazy things. That's not a stat. It's really, a lot of these niggas be pussy though. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to talk because I'm not trying to get shot, but y'all niggas do be pussy. Bro, you're not tough because you can shoot someone. Everybody can press a button, pull a trigger. But anyways, we don't want to end on that. This nah, is, I don't. You know I, mean? I don't. Here we go. But uh, at the end of that, I'm about to play some uh, some rappers that shoot niggas. This is Chef G with Moody. <laughs> look, look, oh shit, son, they new shit. I bet you already knew this. Look, 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 I bet you already knew this, love. Bitches are rockin' to cruel it. I play with numbers like I was a pool stick, love. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Don't fuck around, we get moody, love. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Shots in direction like we making movies, love. This you retarded. This a function, not a party. I'm busting my moves, love. Don't get me started. We be finishing our problems. They know how we move, love. We get it lit. Huh. Chop a bus and they gon' dead. Huh. They get snatched and watch them six. Huh. They get hit and watch them tell. Huh. Running till it 12, 2012, name it ringing like bells. 90s baby, I was probably like 12, look. Do a hit by myself, ain't no college, I read books in a cell, look. Had to learn on my own, couldn't teach me, felt like I already know. Felt like I already know. My old shit sound like they new shit. I bet you already knew this, look. Bitches around cause the cool it. I play with numbers like I was a pool stick, look. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Don't fuck around, we get moody, look. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Shots in direction like we making movies, look. My old shit sound like they new shit. I bet you already knew this, look. Bitches around cause the cool it. I play with numbers like I was a pool stick, look. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Don't fuck around, we get moody, look. Don't fuck around, we get moody. Shots in direction like we making movies, look. Fuck that. I'm not playing with none of them niggas that shoot people. Fuck that. <laughs> nah, but shout out everybody in New York, man. Um, coming from someone who's from New York, I do want to see everybody just get money together and stop color banging as much. Yeah. But it, it's serious. Right now in New York, it's, it's serious. It's, it's serious. But think about the thing about Philly, like we don't even got color bang. It's just niggas on block shooting niggas. Which is this is the I crazy parties to me. I like there's no game to make of it. Bro, and I've just lived in Philly my whole life. There's no gangs. Like, I've never met a nigga that said, I'm part of this gang. I'm part of that gang. It's just niggas on blocks from this neighborhood, different cliques. Oh, I went to high school with this nigga, high school with that nigga. We was all street niggas, now we cool. Like, there's nobody that's like, yo, I'm this gang. I'm, I'm, I'm jacking this. Well, all the gangs got, this is also homework for anyone that stayed this long. I hope every, all your listeners stayed stay this, this long, long to, the, yeah. to the end of it. But homework for everyone is to know what happened with all the gangs that was in Philly, mm-hmm. and think about the Black Mafia. Yeah, just go back and do your history. Why there are shit. no gangs in Philly? Because there were gangs in Philly, and used to get super busy. From what I've heard, that story I heard too. Just, just do do your research. It'd be a cool little project for some of y'all. Hey man, all right, signing out here. <laughs>
This has been an episode of the Listen to This Why You Should podcast, the home of Potty Miles, the only podcast that encourages you to listen to Why You Should, the fastest growing podcast in history podcast. Not Google that. That is a fact, though. We're going to believe, nigga, me or Google that money get that right now. Be afraid of them niggas. I have been your host, Dom Sharp. I have been here today with Adrian Sullivan. There's two things in the world that every human has, opinions and assholes. I so happen to be an asshole with an opinion. Thanks for listening. Wow. Wow. Did you listen to that whole podcast? No, like seriously, the whole thing you listened to? Uh-uh. You're lying. You did not listen to that whole thing. How are you single? It doesn't make how. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but nah, seriously. Um, thank you. I appreciate you so much for listening to that whole podcast. It means the world to me that you listen to that whole thing. But if you really listen to that whole thing and you enjoyed the content that you just heard, I need you to do me a few favors, okay? I need you to go over to our Instagram page at listen to this while you shit. Go over to our Twitter page at listen and shit and give us a follow on both accounts. And since you're on social media already, I need you to share this content with your friends. If you really if you really enjoy the content that you just heard, share it with the people that you fuck with. Post it on your Instagram story. Tweet about it. Post it on Facebook. It doesn't matter to me. Share the content with people so I can grow. If I grow, we grow. This is a family over here, dog. I know that sound like cheesy and shit. That's what like YouTubers say. We're like, no, what's up, fam? Nah, but honestly, like, I appreciate everybody who listens to this. Like, if if like Go on my Instagram. Like, I I respond to, damn, they're all the comments to of people who comment on the page. I really want to build a community, and I really want you to be a part of this community, and I want your friends to be a part of this community. I want all of us to have inside jokes that only we get from this podcast. So thank you. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see you next week. Wow, have a good day.